hop in and roll with the OG. You are listening to Building Educators with Wood, and I am your host, Rashada Wood, teaching OG. Hey, teacher friends, thank you so much for tuning in to the bonus episode of Building Educators with Wood. I'm Rashada Wood. I'm a 19-year teaching OG. I call myself an OG because I've been through some things. I've seen some things. I've been around the block, but I have lived through all the things. And I am here to tell the teacher's story. And y'all know I'm going to tell this teacher story exactly how it's going down. And y'all know I love a good story anyway. So let me set this up and tell you a story. So back in December of 2021, um, I was asked to go and supervise and chaperone an accelerated reader party. So we were having a party for the students who had met a certain criteria for AR. And so it was their party day. So their party consisted of getting to go to the local theater. So they shut the theater down. Well, actually, they opened it up that morning for our students, and they were able to watch the movie Encanto. So now I heard all the hype about this movie, and let me tell y'all, the hype is real. It was very well-deserved. This was a masterfully crafted tale. It paid homage to Colombian culture. It was so beautiful. The colors, the animation, everything was just breathtaking. I mean, the attention to detail here was just amazing. I thought the plot was really solid. Like we were on the way home, me and one of my teacher friends, we were on the ride back to school, actually. And we were talking about all of the messages and we were talking to the kids and they were saying, oh, this is what I learned. This is the theme I learned. So it was just an all around great movie. Now, there was one part of the movie that kind of went viral on TikTok and places beyond. And it was the part where we don't talk about Bruno. There was a whole song and dance dedicated to this whole notion of we don't talk about Bruno. And on this episode of Building Educators with Wood, we're going to talk about Bruno. So I hope you've seen this movie, but let me set it up for you in case you haven't seen Encanto. So it's a movie where there is this horrific event that happens to um, one of the main characters, Alma. And well, she's a she's abuela later on, but her name is Alma. So something horrific happens to her, and her family is granted the special powers of protection. And also everybody that is born under her lineage, she had three children, a, a set of triplets. And so everybody that's born under this lineage gets a special gift when they come of age. So, and they use these gifts to protect this town that they've built. So we've got this whole enchanted village. We've got the family with their special powers, protecting everyone in the village. And so then, you know, we see it progress and we see time go and Alma has grown up and she is now the abuela. And so, you know, her children have all had children. And so now she is tasked. She's just this kind grandmother who is tasked to guard all the gifts. She guards everybody, make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Make sure she's making sure that they're using their gifts for the village. She's making sure to take care of the house. Now the house is a very big part of the village, their house, the family house, and they call it the casita. And the casita is such an amazing house that can do just that. Y'all, you talk about a smart house. Oh, a smart house in 2022 has nothing on this casita. So then we meet a character named Maribel. Now, Maribel is 
the granddaughter of Abuela. And so we quickly find out now uh, Maribel is who we meet in the opening number. And we are like, oh, my gosh, what must her gift be? But we realize and we quickly find out that when she went to her ceremony to get her powers, she was she didn't get any. She's the only person from the family that has no powers. And the movie is kind of about her feeling like such an odd, such an outcast. So they're having this big celebration for one of her cousins who is getting his powers. And as Maribel is feeling very left out, there's some things that are happening and nobody's even taking notice of her. She notices that there's a crack in the casita and something's wrong. And there's a crack in the foundation of the house. So she lets everybody know. And of course, y'all, nobody believes her. They shun her. They make her feel like she's even more of an outsider. And they alienate her more from the family than she really already feels. But she knows. She knows. Maribel knows that they are in trouble. But, you know, since she has no powers, nobody even considers her as an equal. Well, she does some digging. And she realizes that the only way that she could possibly fix the casita and preserve everybody's powers and make sure that their powers didn't diminish was to talk to her uncle Bruno. Now, y'all, let me tell you about Bruno. Now, Bruno was the answer, but let me talk about Bruno. So Bruno is Abuela's outcast son. Um, He had the power of sight so he could see into the future And she was always told, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. And of course, y'all, there's this whole big, amazing dance number, probably one of the best songs in the whole movie. And so Bruno is cool now. Now, when he's telling the future, when he's reading your fortune, now he's cool until he said something that was negative that nobody liked. And when that happened and it would actually and it would actually happen in the in the person's life, then everybody blamed Bruno. So he was ostracized, and so Bruno leaves the family. He leaves the casita, and nobody's seen him, and nobody's talked to him. Well, what we notice is Maribel is telling everybody that something's wrong with the house, something's going on with the house, and everybody's ignoring her. But what we see is that all the people, all of her family members, they're losing some of their powers. Everybody looks okay on the outside, but they are all going through it, y'all. They're all going through, they're weakening and they're hiding it because they don't want to, to fess up and say what's happening. So you got the casita, which is crack cracking and the foundation, which is not stable. You got the powers of the family that's fading. And Maribel knows that Bruno has seen something that can help, but We don't talk about Bruno. So she is discouraged from even speaking his name. And that's all her family can say. Just just don't talk about him. Don't talk about him. Now, I'm going to have to spoil this a little bit if you haven't seen it, but I'm going to try not to spoil it too much. But I just want to say it was Bruno. Y'all, all along, it was Bruno. And it was by the help of Bruno that he was able to turn the devastation and the destruction that actually had to come into something that was beautiful and into something that was sustainable. Why was Bruno the one for, why was he the man for the job? Because Bruno told the truth. He talked about what he saw, not his dreams, not what he wished would happen, but he talked about what he saw. Y'all, Bruno was real. 
He was real. If you were having a wedding and it was going to rain, look, it's raining on your wedding day. I mean, y'all, he was just real. And I like that Bruno didn't bend the facts to favor anybody. He, whatever favorable outcome you wanted, oh, well, if it wasn't what he saw, that's not what he told you. But y'all, that's something this family just would not come to grips with. They could not understand it. They were not even going to consider it. But that's what was needed. They needed a Bruno. They needed somebody that was not going to help them in an attempt to save an old broken down house. But they needed somebody to help them to see what it was so that they could build a bigger house, a better house, and a stronger house. I know as I was talking about Bruno, I know you saw yourself in Bruno, right, teacher friend? Don't you feel like Bruno sometimes? Don't you feel like the powers that be are just living in this fake fantasy world where the system of education is just perfect and and it's perfect now because of the efforts of the people who are deemed as the people who hold all the power and who hold all the position. But it's the teachers who are like Bruno. Now, we're in the trenches with these kids, and we're in the trenches every single day. And we have the gift to see, right? We've got the vision of what it really is, not what they're telling us, not what they want to believe, not what they're finagling their numbers to show. But we are seeing it for what it really is. And we're telling the truth. We're speaking up. We're being real. But every time, doesn't it feel like every time we speak up, we're being hushed. Nobody's listening. Every time we tell the truth, it feels like we're labeled as not being a team player or not being committed. And while we're trying, it feels like while we're trying to offer a much needed perspective on the state of education, you know, we're told, well, that's how it's always been. And, you know, teachers have to just put up with this and teachers have to go along with this. That's how our teachers have always done it. And then they drop this little bomb. Well, you must not be a good teacher if you can't handle this, that and the third. And y'all, just like Bruno, many times we feel so ostracized and then we just stop speaking up and we stop showing up and we stop just making our voices heard. Now, let me spoil this. I do have to spoil this movie for y'all a little bit more. But y'all, we find out that we feel like Bruno has been banished. You know, he's not there. And that's what we think is that he's been banished. He's gone. He's nowhere. But y'all, he never left the casita. He has been there living in the walls of that house all alone. He's watching over his family, still loving his family, still caring about the family that shunned him, still wanting to be a part so bad. Now, the saddest part, one of the saddest parts of this movie was we see finally Mirabelle. She makes her way, of course, to Bruno, and she's trying to talk him into coming back. She's trying to talk him into getting another vision and telling her exactly what he saw. And we find out later that what he did was actually to protect, leaving was to protect Maribel. But one of the saddest parts of the movie, y'all, was we see that his little hiding spot is positioned right towards the dining room. And he's cut out this little hole, y'all. And he has made this little spot where he's got his little dishes and he's got a seat at the table. And it kind of coincides with the family table. And y'all, he feels like he is at this table, but he's on the other side of the wall, hidden from everybody. 
And y'all know in season two, I said it. I hoped that this pandemic would give teachers a spot at the table. Y'all, I was so hopeful that the powers that be who are making all of the decisions would finally understand that we need teachers at this at this table and we need teachers making a bulk, making the bulk of these decisions. And maybe a tiny, 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 tiny bit of that has kind of happened here and there for some of you. But y'all overall worldwide, I feel like we're Bruno. We're secluded from the table where the business of of education is really happening and all of the real big decisions are being discussed. And if we are there, though, if we are there, I feel like it's just some kind of technicality, some kind of show that looks good to say that, oh, this project or this initiative is being advised by teachers. But I don't feel like our voice is at a place where it really matters. But yes, it was it was Bruno. It was Bruno who saw the problem, but it was also Bruno who was able to see the solution. And y'all, in the movie, the solution was not let's just continue acting perfect and, you know, putting on this illusion and working our tails off to preserve this perfect house that has all these powers. Y'all, the solution was Let's just allow this crumbling structure to fall. Let's allow this illusion of this perfect family and all of this tradition to just shatter. And let's get real about who we are and what we can do and what we can offer this village. And let's build something that's much stronger and much more solid. And when I think about education... Y'all, the solution is not acting like these archaic systems of teaching and testing and the way that we have been treating teachers. We've got to stop acting like this is working. The solution is not continuing to dehumanize our teachers and treating our teachers like they're robots who can just go all day and go on the weekends and who are expected to do this. And when they can't do this, we tell them they're not good teachers and we make them feel guilty about not spending every waking moment thinking about their classrooms. The solution, y'all, is not, it is not self-care. Yep, I said that too. The solution is not to tell teachers to practice self-care. So what is the solution? The solution is to allow the things and the mindsets and every single thing that does not support teachers and kids and it does not support growth and it does not support progress and it does not support the world that we are currently living in. The solution is to allow those things to go ahead and crumble. The solution is to allow those things to crumble. Now, One of the episodes that I'm going to be doing in a few weeks is going to be talking about things that need to go. Hey, ho, these things in teaching have to go. And I'll talk about one of those things right now. And one of the things that needs to crumble and needs to be done with is the whole idea of sick days and personal days. Now, I don't know what your system does, and I've worked in a few systems, and it was the same. But why are there more days allotted for me being sick than there are for my personal time. You know, the time that I need off to go to my family's important events and to support my friends and things they're doing, to maybe take some vacation or extend a vacation, or y'all just, you know, to have a day for yourself. Have you ever been there where you just didn't need to be at school? Like for your mental health, for your students' health, for everybody, it was just not a good idea for you to be at school. Like the true meaning of personal days Why do we have 
personal versus sick days? Why can't they just be my days? Why can't they just be days that I take and I am paid for them? And it does not matter if I'm sick or if I'm taking a day off to go to a ball game. I wonder why we do that. Because, you know, the message that we send is that being sick is more important than taking care of yourself. Like taking care of yourself and doing things that bring you rest, bring you joy, that build you up as a person. Like you you only need about four or five days to do those things. But I'm going to give you a couple of weeks to be sick now. Y'all, it is the craziest, silliest thing to me. So it is those kinds of systems and that kind of mindset and these kinds of things that we've done for decades and centuries that need to crumble. Y'all, a big part of the solution also is to allow teachers the space that they need to be human, to allow for care, like for real, true, genuine care of teachers, not just throwing around the word self-care, but for our systems and our schools and our administrators and our lawmakers to really not just say they care about us, but to show us that they care. Y'all, our salaries, we, we need more money. We need our salaries adjusted like it's nobody's business. That's the solution. We need to be trusted to make the educational decisions that are best for kids. That's the solution. We don't need a seat at the table. We need some seats at the table. We need the majority of the seats at the table. And we need to be listened to and we need to be heard. So what we're saying here is somebody better start talking about Bruno and somebody better start talking to Bruno because we, the delegation of the Bruno, we see what's going on. And the thing about it is those of us who are still here and those of us who are still looking on, we are we feel secluded. But just like Bruno, we are still here in this casita. We are still here in the system and in the world of education because we love it. We love these kids. We love contributing to the future. We love the feeling that it gives us. We know this is our calling. So we're sticking it out, not so we can continue to be abused, but so that somebody will finally talk about us and talk to us. And last but not least, a little tough love for you, Bruno. Stop shrinking. Stop hiding. Stop secluding yourself. Speak up. Continue to speak up. Whatever you see, that's what you need to keep saying. you enjoyed this bonus episode of building educators with wood you can find me on all social media i would love to meet up with the delegation of brunos and i would love to chit chat with you and see what you're up to i'm on all the social media platforms i'm on facebook at rashada writes i'm on instagram twitter and tiktok at rashada c wood you can also go over to my website i have a website and it is www.rashadawood.com do you know something that makes it easier for me on those days where I really feel like Bruno and I really feel like nobody's listening? Do you know who's always listening to me? God. He is. He's always listening. When I pray, he's there. So if you are on Amazon, you can search me up on Amazon and I have a book. It's a prayer journal and it is called Prayer Plans. And it is just a guide that you can go through that keeps you on track and it makes sure that you are intentional over praying for yourself and praying for your students. I'm going to leave you with a quote that I wrote. If you follow me on social media, you'll see me post these quite often. 
If you want an excuse, you can find one. If you want a solution, you can find one. What are you looking for? Until next time, class dismissed.